Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Andy. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, I think it's going really good. I'm excited for today's episode. Me too. We have, we have a guest on the show. We do. Another guest. Long, we have a lot more guests. Now. Long time, long time listener. First time uh, on the on the show. However, That's they say right. that on the radio, right? When you call in. Yeah, long time, uh, long time listener. First time caller is what they say, right? Yep. And this is technically a call. You know, we we're on Zoom right now. Oh, we're on a that's Zoom call. True. So when when I introduce our our guest, you better say that. You better not get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'd like to introduce to our um, lovely listeners, uh, Jason Metzger. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, yeah. Long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. This is great. <laughs> there we go. We did it, Patrick. We finally did it. <laughs> we manipulated him enough. He said it. That's good. Am I the first one to say it? I don't think so. I think I've heard that before. Have you? You're the only. You're the only long time listener. So you're the first person that could say that. Yeah. yeah. And I just made that up. I just. I knew you wanted to say it. So. <laughs> I mean, I listened to a couple, you know, to prepare, but that that was about it. well um hopefully you're lying right now and you have been listening to all of them um otherwise we may have to kick you out but anyway jason um it's it's great to have you on the show it's it's been a long time for us we've wanted you on the show for a long time so um you're you're a long time listener and we've wanted you on for a long time so i think those two things marry together very well and i think it's going to make for a great episode right patrick i hope so yeah yeah, that's the goal. Really cool. I'm glad you never know what's going to happen, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jason, we want to uh, get to know you a little bit. We want to know, you know, what makes Jason Jason, um, and we want to learn from you today. So, can you tell us a little bit about um, basically who you are and where you currently work? Yeah, for sure. So, I'm a product designer. I work for a company called Degreed. Um, we've got four offices, uh, one here in Utah, in California, we have one in the Netherlands and one in Australia. So, oh wait, and we added one, the, so the Australia is uh, a, a new one. And then we also have one in New York. So I guess that would make five now, Nice. Um, but we're, we're an upskilling platform that connects learning to, to opportunities. And so we've got, you know, companies, um, from you know insurance to banking we've got athletic companies like nike or or restaurants um chick-fil-a is one of them oh Uh, yeah there you go that was a big deal that was a big deal man don't are you gonna say taco bell too you know i wish and if it doesn't happen soon i i don't know what'll happen you know okay those are our two title sponsors chick-fil-a and taco bell (laughs) yeah lacroix right and lacroix yeah (laughs) yeah um they like me a lot. They don't like what Patrick says about them, but you know. I think it works though. I think you know the the uh, <laughs> you know if if you guys were just too positive, both on the same side, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be a real advertisement. So yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah, and then the one I always like to you know t- tell my kids is uh, one of our customers is NASA, and so you know I like to think I had a little part in you know the newest <laughs> rover landing on Mars. You know. When, like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so so what we do is. Um, 
We evaluate, we offer the ability to uh, collect ratings uh, for skills for whatever role that you might be in. And we get those ratings. It could be manager ratings or peer ratings with people you work with. Um, you can even do certifications or reviews uh, to, to collect some of that information. Um, and we got third party um, integration. So, you know, companies like LinkedIn or Pluralsight, we use Pluralsight, uh, Skill IQ. Uh, and, and really, we just take as much skill information as we can get, uh, collect it all, and then uh, provide you with learning that then you can, um, you know, either further your career in a certain area or even step outside of your career. Um, yeah, and, and we, uh, so the, the, the part that I specifically work on is called career mobility, and, and we work on internal opportunities. So, uh, you know, once you have your skill data, we use that skill to then match you to opportunities within the company, um, either to gain some more experience, uh, experience that you're looking to gain, or to maybe use the experience you already have to um, to learn something new or or find a new area of the of the company. Um, yeah, one one cool story I can tell is, you know, 2020 has been crazy. You know, this past year um, for for everyone. I think we're lucky working in um, software and in tech, we don't have like a physical product that we're selling. Um, but a lot of companies, you know, have had it really rough. And so, uh, one of our clients is Verizon and <clears throat> I don't know all the, the specific numbers, but I remember hearing this story this summer that, uh, they actually had to shut down a lot of their storefronts. And one of the things that they were able to do is they were able to take a lot of those store managers or even some of the retail employees and uh, use Degreed into what we call uh, pathways um, and, and say, hey, you know, instead of losing your job or having to go on unemployment, uh, while we can't offer our storefronts anymore, we need a lot more help in customer support. And so they took a lot of those employees and gave them the opportunity to then use Degreed to learn this new area of, of something that, you know, Verizon specializes in uh, to move them into these new roles. And so um, yeah, I think those are the types of stories that, you know, really connect me to, to the mission of Degreed and, and make me really proud to work there. Yeah, I love that. That's really awesome. And it's, it's very true. Like for this, this pandemic as it's hit, um, a lot of things, you know, people have had to do lots of adoption, of course, right? Um, you know, they always say like, there's like a lot of softwares is like, this is the blank of the future, right? I imagine degree, it's like, this is education of the future. Yep. And I think because of 2020, the future came really quick and more people had to adopt it um, and use it. We saw that a lot at Workfront as well. Companies that, you know, previously were, you know, managing their workflows, um, managing their, their work processes like together in a space, suddenly had to do it home from home and they were able to more rely on software, um, you know, the work of the future <laughs> to, to be able to manage that. So um, it, from my perspective, I thought it's been pretty cool to see like how software and good experiences allow people to um, do that stuff in a different way that they couldn't before. They were able to lean on it more. Um, and it sounds like you've kind of experienced that a lot with your users as well. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like that's always the case, right? Like. Uh, I'm sure plexiglass uh, got a lot of good business now, uh, you know, decals. And, and so there's, you know, whether it was, you know, the, the depression or even, you know, the, the last uh, financial crash or, you know, it always provides some opportunity uh, for someone to, you know, to be able to, to, you know, offer their services. And so, yeah, we've been really lucky there. 
Yeah, that's very awesome. So yeah, switching gears a little bit into more about you. Um, can you tell me, uh, Jason, why, why are you a product designer? Why am I a product designer? Yeah. Why do you get up and do this every day? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, great question. I um, you know, I I wish I had a better answer for this. Uh, I think um, you know, you know, really honestly, probably the truth is that you know I started my career in nonprofit, and I worked for both um, faith-based programs as well as. Uh, the Colorado State Child and Family Social Services. Um, and, and all of that work was probably the hardest work that I've ever done, as well as probably the most rewarding work. Um, and it was also the, the lowest pay that I've ever gotten. And so I know that sounds like yeah. an awful answer, but um, I really wanted to, to get to the point where um, that I could provide more financially uh, or, or even have the ability to pro provide more financially, uh, again, selfishly for my family, and uh, but also just um, for all of the more altruistic type endeavors that I've um, pursued in the past. Um, yeah, I, so again, yeah, I know that's probably not the best answer, but tech is the hot thing, and and uh, yeah, and it and it really has set me up. You know, the the two are um, in some ways really related in in terms of, you know, when I was working with um, children and families, you know, a lot of it's conflict resolution and empathy and trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes, mm -hmm. um, especially when, you know, maybe, you know, they've experienced something that you can't even imagine, or, you, you know, your, your mind can't even get to. And so how can you help uh, a couple of individuals talk through something, uh, when you don't even know the thing that they've gone through. Right. So it really, um, kind of set me up well there where, and that's what we do for, um, in product design, a lot of times, right? We, we have to yeah. get to know our audience. We have to figure out um, not just giving them a set of tools that are universal to everyone, but going, you know, for this specific person, how can I make their day better, you know, or, um, or even thinking about, you know, for that person, how can I make them shine for their manager? You know, when their manager looks at them and their performance or anything else, uh, you know, our software, where does that fit in that picture to, to really help them stand out? And so, um, yeah, so they, they were related in that way, but yeah. 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 That's awesome. No, I totally get that. Like it's, it is something you want to be, you know, be able to support your family well, be able to have that income. And this is definitely a good way to do that. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And you shouldn't feel ashamed of it, of course. Um, but yeah, at the same time in doing that, you also, especially with UX design, with a lot of, you know, careers, you do get to help, you know, you do get to provide your services in a way that makes um, other people's lives easier, you know, even if it's a little bit. And, you know, you're talking about that earlier, like what are, what you're able to do is take part in what Degree does. Like it, it was able to help a lot of companies throughout this pandemic. You're able to help a lot of users experience a, a software that could help them grow right in some way so you were able to take part in that and also be able to provide it for your family the same way so um i think that's really great yeah. um yeah, and yeah. I, I i would add to that like um you know probably it's a curse but you know for me um i love to learn and i love new challenges and so i know it's like the generation before us i think they were the types that would get that one job they keep that job until retirement, you know, you know, throughout the whole thing. But mm -hmm. um, like I said, I loved nonprofit work. 
I wouldn't be surprised if I get back to some version of that at some point. Um, and I love design right now. Like it's been about six years or so doing, doing this. Um, but I could easily see myself, you know, choosing something else and moving on to, to a new challenge, a new, new project. And so um, I, I wish I could just find contentment and, and stay you know, in the same uh, discipline or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I think that was a big part of it too. Awesome. And yeah, so talking a little bit more like about your career, like what, what it's been like so far, have there been any like sort of challenges that you faced um, in your design career specifically? Yeah, usually just when people don't like my designs, that's, that's really challenging, you know, like, I know they're perfect, you know, I, I just don't understand why they can't realize it too, but yeah, such idiots, man, they're just idiots. They're like, really? Are you, are you sure about this? What if we did it this way? I was like, no, what if we do it the way I just, yeah. just kidding. Um, yeah, let's see, you know, um, challenges that I've faced, um, I think, Probably one of the biggest things is I really, um, you know, having already told you a little bit of my career path, I didn't have a formal education in design. And so um, whether product design or graphic design, I didn't start, you know, kind of from school, kind of learning some of the basics and getting into it. And so for me, a lot of it was just every article I could read, every podcast, um, you know, YouTube video, I think. Um, probably I should be sending money over to Pablo Stanley because, you know, I, uh, uh, I learned how to use sketch from him and, and, uh, you know, a lot of it. So, yeah, I think that was one of the biggest challenges is really finding myself, um, a junior designer, you know, in this senior role at my first company and, um, talk about imposter syndrome. You know, I, I don't think it was a syndrome. I think I was actually truly an imposter. Um, you know, uh, every conversation, you know, I, I'd go, hmm, they definitely want a confident answer. I need to come up with something here. And I have no idea. And uh, so, but yeah, you know, there's a, you know, some sort of mixture of hustle and, and really being, um, you know, motivated to kind of self learn and teach yourself and, and find resources out there. So I think that's been probably one of the bigger challenges. Yeah. And that's definitely a big one. That's one that, that I've faced as well in, in my design career. Cause I, I also didn't have that formal training. Um, so what worked for you? You kind of mentioned some things like you, um, you know, found stuff online, like Pablo Stanley's stuff to learn how to use sketch and everything. W would there be any other tips that you would give to other designers on if they're trying to go your same path and trying to learn this stuff, especially as they go? Um, how would they go about doing that these days? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. One of the things that I've always done, um, and I don't know, I don't know if this is a, a good tidbit or not, but I've always taken something that already exists and I would try to recreate it, right? And so whether it was, um, you know, it used to be, so back in the day, I also used to do a lot of video editing and I remember watching certain things in a movie. So I, I'd watch how, you know, uh, a piece of text would be pinned to an element in the video. And I just think, how do they do that? You know, so, so mm -hmm. I, yeah, again, probably watch videos or whatever, and then just try to recreate that one effect to go, oh, that's, you know, how they do that. And so early in product design, I would do the same thing. I'd pick websites and just go, hey, how do I create this exact same thing? If I could create this, right, then I could be creative to create my own as well. Um, and interactions like uh, toggle, you know, the way toggles will slide or um, just different 
um, maybe motion design type things that I would see. I just try to recreate exactly how it was. And then I could take my own spin on it later. Once I understood the fundamentals of, of what it was. And I think I, I can probably, you know, to give Pablo Stanley a little bit of credit, like he's probably the one that taught me how to do that because he would start some video with like, Hey, this is how you can stack cards on top of each other and then rearrange them, you know? And it was like, Oh, cool. Let's, let's figure that out. And I kind of go through the step-by-step -step to do it. And yeah, I think that's probably just how I did it. Yeah. I like that a lot. And that's, that's really strong because it's really important to realize that I think a lot of designers are always trying to reinvent the wheel. I think we've talked about this a lot in the podcast. Um, instead of, you know, trying to be like this amazing designer that's trying to like build this brand new thing that no one's ever seen before. But it's most likely that when you're designing something, um, even if it's new to you, it's probably already been done. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, you can definitely look for inspiration and be able to borrow some of that. And I also really like what you're saying in terms of like learning that new stuff as well, because you can take something, you know, that you think looks really awesome and try to recreate it. That's a really good form of practice, a really good way to actually learn how to do design right in the first place. Um, instead of trying to do it like with a, a blank, blank artboard, trying to design something mm -hmm. right that you've, you know, so um, I like that a lot. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So and you owe um, Pablo Stanley your first uh, year of salary. My first yeah. Time. yeah, something, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll tell him. We'll let him know. Yeah, we'll let him <laughs> let like, him know to expect something from you. Like Jason Metzger's got a check for you. Uh, he just doesn't know where to deliver it. Yeah, and I think it's so smart what he did as well because um, having done this for a while as well, um, taking the role that he has, I think that really teaches you a lot of things too. So. So to add to even what you said before, uh, not only following other people's tutorials, but um, I love creating mini tutorials for the designers I work with now, you know, and even if it's not like the best solution or the right solution um, to lay out how, you know, the process that you work in uh, and then kind of lay that out for other people. Um, I, yeah, I think learning through teaching is, is so important. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a absolutely. good thing. That's yeah. When you, when you get in the role, that's what um, one thing that, the junior, like the junior designers on our team, when they, when they're like, Hey, now what now? Like when you promote them to like a regular designer, <laughs> they always go, okay, now, how, now, how do I learn? Like, what am I doing now? Like, what's the next level? And I always tell them, I'm like, you have to mentor somebody now. And they're like, but I'm just like a little junior designer. I don't know how to do that. And, but you're like, but that's how you learn, right? Like that's when you go help other people, like, you really probably learn the most that way when you're mentoring people. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's really good advice. That's why Pablo either. Stanley is so good because <laughs> he's done so many freaking videos, you know, because he's and, mentored every single designer there is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have to and, be on point, you know, once you get it, you know, something filmed, you know, you want to at least, you know, uh, look like you know what you're doing. And so it takes a lot of work to put those videos together and, and figure out like, yeah, I threw this together and it actually took me, you know, six hours or whatever it was <laughs> trying to figure it out. But um, then when you have to kind of like condense it and put it in a form that other people can learn from, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Have you guys, by the way, side note, have you guys seen his latest video with the, uh, the so Figma good. versus sketch where he's, he's cheating on sketch? Yeah, like a, uh, oh my a gosh. Spanish opera. Yeah, yeah. the novella. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so good. 
I love those. I, you know, I only watched the first one, so I, I haven't seen if he's followed up on that first video. Is there more? I haven't seen it. That's the only one I've seen. It's just that first one. Because there's always a cliffhanger at the end of those, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why yeah. people go back. That's why they get addicted. So I'm addicted. I, I can't wait till he makes the next one. <laughs> when Sketch gets killed or something, then it has like an evil twin that yeah. <laughs> gets cast yeah. into the show or something. Yeah, that's going to be great. What happens when that uh, that uh, the, the weird stray uncle shows up? You know, the the creepy uncle, and his name is uh, XD. Yeah, find out <laughs> it's actually his father or something like that. <laughs> You're not my uncle. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um... If you haven't seen that, dear listener, you should tune in. Um, go search Pablo Stanley and look for his... I don't know where he posts those. I, I feel like I've seen them everywhere, but probably on Twitter yeah. or something. Um, you'd be able to find those because those are um, uh, a good time. Definitely check those out for sure. <laughs> um, awesome. So, Jason, how did you actually get into um, product design? Like, How did you break into the field? Yeah, break into it. That That's a good... Good way to put it. Um, I, you know, working in nonprofit, I think, you know, I had lots of, you don't work a, a nonprofit job without wearing tons of different hats. Um, you know, you, you get paid sort of for one thing, but you're also like their, their tech guy, their AV guy, their, you know. Um, and so I, I definitely had a little bit of experience, you know, creating websites for that kind of thing, uh, business cards, promotional materials, and and I always found that, you know, given my job that they were paying me for, you know, depending on the level of uh, difficulty or stress, like some of the design parts is what I would always kind of fall back on. But, but yeah, um, really where I got my um, break was a guy named Mike Rowe at the, this company I worked for while I was finishing out uh, some college. And so my job at this company was to travel the United States and teach people how to use the software. So the basics, you know, best practices, that sort of thing. And, um, and, and I had some uh, experience using Adobe Illustrator. And I think this is even before Sketch and definitely before Figma, right, um, was used for design. Um, and so what I would do is I would take some of the things and, and the conversations that I had with, with our customers um, and, and the solutions that we would talk about, which was a lot of fun, just, you know, we'd, we'd go there and, um, you know, the best thing that I could do uh, when, when teaching people how to use the software is, is when, you, when you hit that, like, well, can you guys do this? And the answer is no. Instead of just going no and, you know, breaking their heart, you know, start brainstorming with them. And, and I, again, that goes into empathy, really making sure that they feel like they've been heard. And, mm -hmm. um, but then, yeah, I use some of those Illustrator uh, skills that I had uh, to create um, some mock-ups for, for this guy named Mike. And so he was one of two designers at the company at the time. Uh, and then I'd send him these, you know, probably pretty bad, you know, mock-ups of solutions. And, and sometimes I'd get like, oh, this is a really great idea. And, and then even, you know, be able to see that put in some of the product cycles, you know, that, that would go in there. And, you know, I'd whisper to people like, yeah, that was my idea and credit for it. But, um, but, but yeah, that, that was kind of how it started. And then um, when I graduated, I, I graduated with a marketing degree and I started to apply to some different companies. And uh, there was a design 
opportunity within this company opening up and, and Mike said, yeah, you should apply for it. Um, and I thought, oh man, you know, I, I haven't even really thought of that. Um, but I applied, I didn't get it <laughs> because, uh, some rock star came in with, you know, obvious experience and, and all kinds of stuff. And so I was a little bummed because I was like, man, I was, I was really looking forward to that and they got my hopes up, but, um, but then there was another opportunity that came up and, and he's like, no, you should you know, give it another shot. And, um, and I think this, you know, probably something to learn from, like, if you, if you want to do anything, um, you know, take those, you know, those opportunities to apply, you know, don't, if you really want to be somewhere, or you really want something, um, you know, reapplying, there shouldn't be any pride there. And so luckily I reapplied and got the job. Um, and, and then, yeah, it was, uh, it, it, you know, starting out, it was like back to that same question, really having to go, Oh, cool. I have this job. I know a little illustrator. I better figure this out <laughs> real quick, you know, so that I, I can show some value in the position, but yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it sounded like you, you had like some instincts that like starting out, you were already doing UX things, you know, you were actually <laughs> empathizing them, working with your clients to like solve problems with them using software. Yeah, I think, you know, really regardless of whatever role you have um, or what company you work for, I think, um, you know, taking the opportunity to think outside of your role a little bit, you know, I don't know if that's um, exactly being like, um, you know, company minded or, or not how you would word that. But, you know, for me, it was like training was my job, but I really wanted to to think outside of that. And, and I think outside of um, employment, just I've had so many doors open up that way of just uh, taking that step, you know, outside of my comfort zone or, or in, in different areas, um, usually volunteering, you know, there, I didn't get any kickbacks at the time to send any mock-ups. And, and like I said, it was, it was kind of a reach that they would use any of them. Um, but I think, yeah, being, you know, thoughtful in that way, you know, so if you're, if you're a designer, you know, being able to step into, you know, how you can help your developers, or if you're a PM, you know, how you can help in different areas of the, of the company, um, you know, I think one of the things that I think of often, you know, in my role now is uh, even working with sales, you know, trying to go, guys, what are you hearing? What do you need? Is there screenshots? Is there mock-ups? Is there something that I can help you with? Um, I think that helps build those opportunities uh, to, again, I, I had no idea product design would be a, a, an open door for me at some point, but um, just being able to take those small initiatives really proved to work out. Yeah. I love that. And I like your advice as well on like, even if you're not a designer, you can work outside of your role. You can be, um, look for opportunities to help others. Right. And I think that's going to help open up some doors for you. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good case study of like, like you're a good case study of like what makes like a UX designer, right? Like for people who are starting out in the industry, I think, you know, like I've taught, I've taught, you know, uh, students at, at the university and they're really focused on the tools. They're really focused on, you know, really diagnosing typography and visual hierarchy and like all these things. Right. And it's like, it's like, that's like, that's great. Like you, you need to know those things obviously, but the, the bigger thing or the thing that you're trying to do is, is not necessarily like learn those, but you're trying to figure out how you can actually solve this problem or, or tweak it and you coming from like an implementation background and being able to see those problems all the time, right? When you're teaching these people, like 
I think that's something that, you know, every junior designer or even just regular designer, right. Should, should keep in mind, like, that's the point. That's what we're trying to do. You know, we get caught up in figmas, we get caught up in sketch, we get caught up in, you know, being great designers, but like at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter what tools you use. It doesn't matter how you do it. What you're trying to do is just, is just solve their problem and communicate that to the people that, you know, need to build it or fix it or, you know, can, can make the adjustment. So I think, yeah, I think it's, I think that's a good, I think that's a, just a really good story, really good example for a lot of people to hear. Yeah. In fact, I would say, uh, which is really funny. One of my superpowers is simply <laughs> all the things that I don't know, <laughs> um, because I think the more that, you know, uh, after a while you can get hung up on those things. So I think like you even mentioned, you know, like different types of fonts and, and, uh, I remember when I was first getting into product design, some of the actual designers that I was working with, they, they would mention things like, oh, well, this is a serif font, you know, and, and this is why, and I didn't even know what those types of things meant. Um, and, and, but for me, it's almost helped to not know some of those things, you know, or even, even with a, let's say front-end designer or development, um, you know, not knowing how things are made sometimes helps because I don't get caught up in the, you know, what is it going to take to make this work? I can kind of think outside of all of that really simply and go, hey, guess what? If, if me as a, a simpleton can't figure this out, um, not knowing all the things that are in your brain, then the people we're building it for probably can't figure it out either. And they probably don't care about the little, you know, tails off of the lettering or the um, how the, you know, um, different bounding boxes are in development either, right? They don't care about all those things. They want to know if it works or doesn't work. And, um, and so over the years, I've definitely picked up some of that, that other knowledge. But yeah, that's always been that piece of like, um, I always tell my PM now, it's like, hey, if we're having a conversation about this for this long, it's probably too difficult. We need to come up with something else, you know? Uh, we should probably be able to just sum this up, not only so that I can understand it, um, but then, yeah, the people we're building it for can understand it too. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. That's a good superpower. Um, I really like that. And I also think it's important to like um, embrace the things you don't know and be cool with being okay with not knowing those things, right? Like being okay with asking those questions or saying like, I don't know what that is. Um, I have, uh, I think a lot of times in my career just kind of faked things <laughs> pretend like I knew what I was talking about <laughs> or knew what other people were talking about. And you can definitely get by, you know, doing that. But at the same time, if you, I have had other times where I'm like, I just decided to question like, what is this? I don't know what this is. And it gives other people an opportunity to explain it. And that way they could realize it's maybe too complex, like what you were saying, Jason, um, or um, maybe it's something I didn't realize and I will be able to incorporate into my work and make my work better, right? Oh, yeah. So I think it's it's always great to like ask those questions um, and be vulnerable with the things you may or may not know. <laughs> yeah, that's so. I think that humility is, is such a big part of any any role that you have because um, being able to, to walk through one, one, being patient with yourself, knowing that you don't need to know everything. And when you don't, you can kind of give yourself a little bit of grace and say, okay, um, you know, I can go and ask for help. And uh, but then the more I work with more people and more companies, I'm realizing that most of us don't know what we're doing, right? Uh, there's a, there's like one out of 10, you meet someone, you're like, I don't even think you belong here. You're too smart, right? You, you should be doing something else. But most everyone else, we're all figuring it out. You know, it's like, 
if you're a parent, you know, you don't know it all, but you're figuring out where you're going along. And, and if you want to be a good parent, you do the best you can to apologize when you mess up, read as much content as you can to be better, right? Um, all of our kids are going to need, uh, you know, counseling and, and all of our software is probably you know, <laughs> not perfect in, in, in some people's eyes. But yeah, I, I think that humility makes a big part of it. Um, I love that so much. So this, this reminds me of this thought that I have just like every once in a while I have this thought, um, because, um, I, you know, I'm like almost in my mid thirties, but I don't feel like I am, you know, like, I don't feel like I'm an adult. And I, every once in a while, I'll just like be in the office or I'll like be in a meeting and I'll just look around and be like, we're all just like a bunch of kids. (laughs) We're all just like, we're all just like a bunch of kids trying to figure this stuff out. And like, I don't know what gives us the right to do this, but we're here doing it. <laughs> and that's probably not truer in any other field, but, but software, right? Like we still yeah. have show and tell. We still have uh, <laughs> snack time. Hey, there's snacks in the kitchen, right? So <laughs> we, we are very lucky to, to have the job we have. <laughs> I love that so much, but I think it like, it just gives you like a perspective, like, um, I just love what you're saying. It's it's very possible that we all don't know what we're doing. Like it's it's important to realize we're all humans and we all make mistakes and we don't know all of the answers. And we have to rely on each other. Um, we have to rely on external sources to give us those answers and like the tools that we have as designers, as as sales individuals, as you know, customer representative individuals. That you know, it's not all about um, the knowledge that we hold, like we're wizards or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what that made me think of. I, I really like that point. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I don't have any other questions. Patrick, did you have any other questions you wanted to drill Jason with? I just have one. Uh, this is going to be the most difficult thing you're going to answer all day long. But uh, <laughs> what what's next? What's what's your plan? What's the next thing for you in the design world? Oh, man, such a good question. What is next? Um, so this is uh, this is probably too much information, but I'll, I'll go ahead and share. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a, a conversation with my kids this weekend and, um, and it was definitely over their head as well. And, um, but I was telling them how, you know, the first 10 years of my career were, you know, nonprofit work and, and I really enjoyed it, wouldn't trade it. And, and, you know, again, I'm coming up on, you know, six, six or more years doing software. And, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if, uh, design and software is going to be my thing for the next you know, 10 years after this, I'm not sure. And, um, and so I, I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, my daughter said it was a midlife crisis, you know, which, which totally <laughs> could be true. Um, but I think it also just, it, it speaks to, um, you know, growing up, my mom was, uh, she was very much a um, kind of a gypsy, like we moved around all over the place and, and uh, we, we never kind of were in one place for very long. Um, and I, and I feel like career wise, there's, I just, sometimes I get sad to think, oh, well, is design the only thing that I'll be doing forever? You know, mm-hmm. like there's so many other thing, cool things that are, people are doing out there, um, that I'd love to be a part of. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I, my goodness, I have no idea what, what could be the next thing, but, but yeah, as I mentioned earlier, you know, taking every opportunity to, to offer, up my expertise or my skills, you know, in, in areas outside of what I do. I think that opens doors and um, yeah, not really sure. Well, that's, cool. that's a good plan. 
Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, to give you to help you out, like I think you know, as you mentioned at the beginning of this, um, you helped out to get that that Mars rover up there, right? You could put that on your resume, man. Get into like being an astronaut or something. That's what you should. I was do. gonna say, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, isn't isn't Musk? Uh, doesn't he have like openings for astronauts <laughs> yeah. to go to Mars? That that could totally be part of it. Yeah, is uh, I, I could volunteer for that. You know. I, I yeah. get parsnick easy, so I don't know if that would work. Okay. I don't know if I can act, you know, a part of that. But yeah, I mean, I, I've always looked for different opportunities. In fact, you know, to go back, I am a longtime listener of the podcast. And and really, you know, what brought me to Utah in the first place was listening to Design Much. And, um, and I've always appreciated that, you know, I, I listen to a lot of different design podcasts. And some of them are definitely high level, big ideas. And, and you can listen to concepts and, and where design's going. And um, the thing I've always appreciated about your podcast is just, it's like on the ground, you know, this is, this is what it's like to work with a developer, right? This is what it's like to work with your, um, your manager at the time. And, and here's different ideas of where we might go in the next, like, I've really enjoyed your perspective on all that. And I remember listening, living in Colorado, listening to your podcast, and I just went, oh man, I just need to, and you guys would always talk about the community out here and all the different companies. And I thought that's what I need to do next. I just need to get around more really great designers and, and learn from that community. And so I just started putting applications, you know, <laughs> I think I, you know, put one at canopy, put one at uh, plural site and, and uh, podium. And I was like, any, any guest you had on the show, I'd put an application <laughs> for it. And like, this is going to get me out there. I, I think I can get over there and, and become part of the uh, the Utah crew there, um, but again, yeah, I think you know those are the things that uh, I'm waiting for that next uh, next thing. I'm hoping. So I've been reading a lot of farming books. Okay, <laughs> I hope it's there not you go. farming. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, for some reason, just this idea of living off the land and um, sounds so cool. But man, I I hope that doesn't happen. We'll see. Well, I heard there's a whole community of really, really good farmers up in Idaho growing potatoes. So yeah. uh, that's right. Yeah, that maybe there's be... a maybe there's a podcast about potato farming. <laughs> what you get. Like. <laughs> yeah. If there's not, there's a real big hole in the market, Jason, because you could start your own potato farming podcast, and that could be it. Ooh, yeah. Oh man, just think about all the listeners you could get. <laughs> um, you know, talking about potatoes and what it, what it takes to, to grow them. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how I found as much material as I've already found. So, <laughs> but it's funny because most of them that I've listened to are actually potatoes because it's one of those, like, you don't have to start from seed. You, you know, I forget what they call it, but you don't have to start from seed. So it, it's, yeah. you know, you can kind of get started a little, a little quicker and easier. <laughs> I don't know if you guys start seeing me with, you know, like, a cowboy hat and uh yeah you'll know where i'm headed next all right yeah <laughs> i look forward to that <laughs> awesome well jason um it's been awesome having you on the show great um for us to get to know you a little bit more and about your history so thank you for sharing coming on yeah thank you guys so much for having me on this is awesome yeah thanks, thanks. man i guess we'll talk to you later at the uh at the uh ifa the uh farmers association I'll see you. Yeah, you can come down, pick up some baby chickens and, and some and say hi to me. <laughs> Get some fertilizer. We're there. Nice. I'm there too. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> See you guys. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contact and fill out the form. If you enjoy this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends, coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.